Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Episode 91 of Working Class on DeerCast. Kurt Geyer's here speaking, and I got two of my good buddies with me, Mr. John Foreman. Yes. Mr. Clint Casper. Happy to be here. You guys both recently have episodes in the DeerCast family of podcasts. Mm -hmm. Yes. So you guys are back again. It's back a quick again. turnaround. Normally the quick turnarounds don't happen. We figured you're just running out of guests and decided these two goons would come in and do it. And here yeah, we are, we John. Have nothing else to do. We have nothing, no, nothing yeah. better. I drove nine hours for this. You guys just showed up here. I'm like, oh, I have to give you a podcast now. Yeah. And don't, and don't forget, you promised us a free sticker. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, you guys the sticker. You, you guys will get your stickers. I want a sticker. Yeah. I want a jury one and I want a WCB one. Ooh. Don't shortchange me. <laughs> and get, uh, one of you guys, you can pick. You get your sucker and your sticker after the podcast when oh. we leave. If we okay. if we eat all of our Wait, food, I get the sucker. If I we eat sucker. all of our food and <laughs> we, we do a good job, if you do a good job, we do a really good job. Food. Okay. <laughs> okay. So here's what I want to do. People, if they listen to our library, they know who you guys are. But if they don't listen to our library, okay, who are you guys? Ooh, mm. who are you? Clint? People, you've been on. You do a lot of podcasts. You have your own podcast with us, but yeah. If you, that's a tough question. Who is Clint Casper? Maybe who is Clint Casper? I mean, well, host of CC Hunt Files, been with uh, been with you guys, WCB for, God, God, I don't know, six years, seven years. Right. I mean, a long time. Yeah, I don't it, know. Exactly. Almost dang near from the beginning, as far as just like guest a and guest, stuff. and then turned into good buddy, and now best friends with everybody. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, grew up in Northeast Ohio. Um, man, dairy farm. Played sports my whole life. Cut my teeth on whitetails, turkeys. Got two little boys, Easton and Keaton, and uh, raising them on the farm and in the hunting world. And yeah, I mean, doing the doing the hunting industry thing and farming full time now. So left my uh, was at the county highway department, building roads and bridges for going on almost ten years, and uh, left that to kind of chase the dream, you know. Which uh, cool. 
the dream is good some days the dream is bad some days but overall it's, it's it's fun it's a fun ride it's a dream good yep. ones and bad ones it, it really is writing hunting podcasting farming just, yeah i can't complain i'm cool. living a good life yeah well thanks for being here thanks for what you do mr john yes sir give a quick introduction yeah, of yourself yeah. illinois boy um yeah bow hunter my entire life mm-hmm. uh, self-employed uh, basically uh you know just love hunting big whitetails so that's a perfect married perfect description 13 years have a dog it's a haul i love it well cool <laughs> there it is simple it's uh common people man that's what yep. we're about here that's who we are it's what we do uh okay so we were talking about some hot topics coming into hunting season for whitetails right this is more of a mm-hmm. uh, well it is it's a deer series but more importantly whitetail focused series right um we've talked about Really, everything there is to talk about when it comes to angles of whitetail hunting and different approaches, all that. And what's interesting, what allows podcasts to keep happening is everybody has an opinion or a take or a strategy mm-hmm. or something they picked mm-hmm. up. That's what makes podcasting fun. Yep. Um, what I thought we'd talk about is aggressive whitetail hunting. Yeah. Mm. Because I think there's kind of, and, and I've fallen on both sides of this mm-hmm. thing. Like, there's, there's kind of like, and maybe you guys disagree. Let me know if you do. But there's one side of things where it's like, stay back. Don't get too aggressive. We'll get oh, your yeah. maps, the yeah, wind, yeah. which is important. Yeah. A lot of times. Yeah, well, that's important. But then I think some people don't know when to throttle in and throttle out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe this could be the when to throttle into your aggressiveness and then throttle out of it. Because there's mm-hmm. times to do both tactics. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Definitely. But let's focus on, on this one. For the sake of conversation, aggressive whitetail hunting. Okay. I like that. So mm. what does that mean to you guys in a nutshell? Because I have an idea when someone's like, I'm an aggressive whitetail hunter, which is mm. a bold thing to say. Yeah. Because I know already someone's going to be like, you can't be that aggressive when you're tree stand hunting. Mm. But I, you can. I would, oh boy. Dis- I would disagree. I, I disagree. Yeah. But there, you know, there's two tactics. There's spot and stock and then tree mm-hmm. stand and, or you know, mobile hunting yeah. from elevated <laughs> position. But yeah, you're right. People are going to say... Well, What's aggressive whitetail hunting to you? Well, John, we'll start with you. Yeah, for me, I mean, I'm a, I'm a tree stand hunter, and aggressive whitetail hunting to me just looks like, uh, you know, so I find my deer, I find where he's at, and then I just push and push and push and push and push in. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to get close to big whitetails. When you're trying yeah. to ki- kill big whitetails, you have to be close Yeah. Um, to do it consistently, in my opinion. And yeah. so you got, you got to kind of find that threshold for me. So that's what I do. I'm not afraid of bumping the deer. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm not walking through his bedding area every day, uh, but I need to find where that bedding area <laughs> is at. Scrolling through on yeah, purpose. Yeah, hey, through buddy? on cameras. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, so aggressive whitetail hunting is, I mean, for me, I'm a big hang and bang guy. Mm-hmm. So I love hang and bang. I'm no Vic set. Uh, and, yeah, I find the deer and I go in and I usually get them. Yeah. Uh, also, you know, along with aggressive hunting is, I mean, I use my trail cameras as well. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. aggressive with those. If I go set one and it goes dead, no point in having it there. I move it. So I right. will move those cameras to find an animal. Okay. And sometimes I'll have, I might have 10 or 15 cameras on one buck. Just, yeah. Just, to, hone in just on to hone in on him. Yeah. And then once I get that, you know, that info, it's game on. Okay. Okay. I like that. That's a good way to like lay out what aggressive hunting is to you. Clint, what, what is, does your definition of aggressive hunting kind of differ from that uh, tactical mindset that John had? No, I mean, very much the same. I mean, I if I was to sum it up in like a sentence, aggressive hunting, like I am hunting very hungry 
I'm mm. starving. Mm-hmm. I'm not scared. Like there is no part of me that is afraid of anything mm-hmm. because back years ago, I missed opportunities on big deer because I was afraid of something. I was afraid of, ooh, might bump him. Ooh, maybe the wind's not perfect. I was looking for this perfect scenario, and if it wasn't the perfect scenario, I was afraid, scared to death. Oh my God, I'm gonna blow my opportunity. But then my window was in that moment, and I'm back on my heels contemplating what to do instead of going. So now it's, nope. Like when I decide the iron's hot, I'm going in, mm. I'm going in and I'm, I'm starving for that opportunity. There is no back on my heels. If I decide I'm going to hunt that buck tonight, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, that's it. Yeah. And if, and if not, then I'm just not going to hunt. You know, it's, right. it, I'm not going to play the back and forth game, you know, yeah. like yeah. when I'm going to go, I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's changed as I've progressed, you know, 10 years ago, that was a little bit different. Now I'm a lot more. Like John was saying, you know, I'm very aggressive with cameras. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to put cameras in spots that I might bump some deer going in to check them or a cell mm-hmm. cam. You know, the cell cams have changed that, but a lot of my spots in certain areas, they don't get reception. Mm-hmm. So although they're still taking pictures, I've still got to go in and manually yeah. pull a card. Mm-hmm. Um, with tree stands, like you said, John, I mean, the Novix, I'm a hang and bang guy, oh, yeah. but I'm. That's where it's at super aggressive like in october when most guys are like ah my buck's here but i'm gonna wait till the rut no Mm. i am absolutely like no 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 no. i want to kill him right now when i know he's here if i bump him i look at it the other way if i bump him in october i I have the rut in my back pocket as a safety net right and then i don't kill him then late season i hopefully i've got food and cover so i'm always looking at it as realistically i'm never going (laughs) to Bump him to where he's never coming back. Mm-hmm. Now, right. now, right. now, now that could happen, <laughs> and it will happen. Yeah, hundred percent. It, it, it's going to happen. But at some I point. stay with the mindset of me being aggressive has killed way more bucks than me sitting being back. Passive. So that's just kind of yep. like you know. Okay, something. I think there's a couple things we need to talk about because there's exceptions to this aggression. Yeah. Oh yeah. Aggressive uh, mindset. So like, mm-hmm. I think, oh, man, I don't even know how to tackle it because no matter what, people are going to get upset or take the wrong way for sure um you have your guy that might not have as much experience that almost is just seems aggressive all the time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i feel like that guy will take an episode like this where you guys are preaching aggression and just full-blown ruin his season Mm -hmm. which he can do yep probably will do Mm -hmm. probably will do Mm -hmm. it's like so what i want to get is like this uh, um throttle in on being an aggressive whitetail hunter is more the move for someone that might be on the touch more advanced in their whitetail Well, experience. you said the key word is experience. Experience. Right. Because yep. a lot of what I do, and same with you, because we just talked about it, mm-hmm. it's instinctual. Yes. I know going in, as I'm looking and piecing everything together, okay, I see this mm-hmm. because of this. I don't see this probably because of this. The wind's doing this. Thermals are going to do that. And that's from years of screwing up. Being aggressive. Years of mm-hmm. hunting. That's from sometimes being too aggressive or not having enough parts to the puzzle to be that aggressive. You know, there's a rhyme and a reason, you know, when to be aggressive and when you got to kind of be, eh, I don't know for sure. I better back off a little bit. Yeah. It's experience. Like that's an mm-hmm. experienced game for someone just getting into deer hunting. I would never say try to hunt like me, try right. to hunt like John, yeah. Yeah. try to hunt like Austin Chandler. No, don't, no. don't, don't do, do that. that. Don't do that. Cause <laughs> a lot of what we do, it's why'd you do that? instincts the, I, the I woodsman just, yeah. Me. yeah woodsmanship just, it, it led me to right. that decision right that, that make, yeah and, and usually that's the right decision 
Yeah. It's a buildup. Yeah. It mm-hmm. kind of goes back like when Jared, I had him on this series a couple of weeks ago and he was like talking about your instincts can take over and really tell you like your gut and feeling can really tell you what's the yeah. right move or not. Autopilot. Um, but yeah. then, you know, we did talk about like there's a, a very important critical thinking aspect to like tree stand hunting and the like, mm-hmm. Midwest uh, for quote or, you know, maybe not a better word for it. Midwest farm type hunting, like yeah, you know, you're boxed into a 40 acres, a 60 acres, mm-hmm. 100 acres, 200 mm-hmm. acres, whatever yeah. it is, versus public, you know, um, you know, where you might have unlimited amount or not unlimited, but just a large stretch of ground to run across. You know, more critical thinking and a different skill set uh, needs to be applied. Um, I feel like the perception of I'm kind of just spitballing now, and we'll just pick up the conversation wherever it goes. Mm-hmm. It's just more fun. I I feel like the perception of the common public ground hunter right now is just like be aggressive all the time is kind of like how, whether that's true or not, my angle, how I see it is that's how the public land influencers have painted that. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and maybe you fall into this clip a little bit of your Western hunting, Western hunting is a little different. I'm talking whitetails, but like, you know, it's, it's always just like be aggressive all the time, go in, make strong moves. And it's like, is it always the move? I don't know. See, I maybe to me, sometimes I would say no because a lot of my western hunting, it's very much like in the very early stages of a hunt. Say it's a ten day hunt, day one through four, I'm up on vantages, not being aggressive. Western hunting's more. I mean, it's all hunting is prescribed aggression. Oh yeah, mm, yep. Mm-hmm. But like for me, like it's, I'm, it's game plan. I'm trying to get a look at like everything because I don't know it. Whereas like a whitetail farm that I've hunted for let's say ten years, that's a hundred acres. I already know how and when and why to be aggressive. So I can be, if I see a buck do something, I can be aggressive quicker, Mm -hmm. you know, knowing from experience. Whereas out West, a lot of times I'm hunting places I've never heard. You're learning. So I'm learning and scouting where I'm not super aggressive right off the rip because I don't know for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. I did see elk here, but then for three days I didn't see him there. So where'd they go now? Oh, okay. Found him again. Okay, day four, I'm connecting the dots. Now on day five, I've got a good plan. Okay, I'm going to get after it. Now I'm ready to rock. Like now I've got a little bit, I've got my bearings to what's going on. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I go hunt a farm, you know, for whitetails that I've, like I said, I've been on for, let's say 10 years, I see a buck go bed in the middle of the day in this little thicket, knowing there's a bean field over here, knowing what the wind does. Oh, he's going there in the evening. (laughs) Right now, one o'clock, I'm heading there. I'm getting in between. He's going to be on his feet. I got the barometric pressure in my favor. It's a cool afternoon. Mm -hmm. This buck's probably going to be there. Yeah. Immediately, I'm heading there. But I know that. Hanging bang. Yeah. Yeah. But I know that I can be aggressive right now from that experience. Right. You know, so it's, yeah, it's situational. And I think, let's be honest, there's, there's a, like you talked about a little bit, there's a trend or a fad, whatever you want to call it, of, be aggressive. Be, yeah. Sometimes I think people fall into that of I'm aggressive. I go in 10 miles and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, why though? Why did you like, do you actually yeah. have a reason of why you did that? Like, so you're, you you're to be smart about it. Well, yeah. You like, yeah. Be smart about it. Yeah, it's like, a calculation. Mm-hmm. Well, then I also think there's another side of it too. Um, you know, with whitetails, whitetail hunters, um, guys don't even think about being aggressive. Like, mm-hmm. it's not even on their radar. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I've uh, some guy, I, a lot of people talk to me and run like game plans, same way all of us, we all talk mm-hmm. to, you know, you're, you got buddies you call and run game plans by and all yeah. this stuff. And some people, like, you got a couple guys that I'm, I'm friends with, they'll send me a message. I'm being vague for, for their sake, but it's like, why aren't you 
like make it a more progressive move here. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you know, like you, like you kind of were alluding to, if you get a deer doing something in a couple of days, he's not going to do it all season. Oh no. You know, very tight little window. But, but I think there's a lot of people that hunt kind of behind the deer's movement where it's like, Oh yeah. Oh, I could have gotten in front of them. That deer was there two days in mm-hmm. late October and they hunt that stand till the end of November. It's hoping over. he's going to come yeah, back. Yeah. It's over. Scared. Yeah. We're scared. About, we're talking yeah. about, you know, he's just stop. Scared and they it. don't know any better. I yeah. Think. yeah. Yeah, a lot of people just overthink it. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, that, sca- I'm scared I mean, of bumping a deer. I'm scared yeah, of getting right. my wind blown by a doe or whatever. Yep. Just stop overthinking it. Yep. The deer bumping thing is the industry's fault, and we've we've talked about bumping deer early on, dude. If you listen to the progression of our show, you know we've I guarantee it. We've said you bump a deer three times, you'll never see him again. Mm-hmm. And, and yep, he might not be in the same spot, or He's gonna I, be. You know, who yep. knows? But I think that point holds a little water. It does to a point. Mm-hmm. It does a hundred percent. You know, mm-hmm. but I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I think bumping a deer unlimited times and him not moving is stupid to yeah. think that he would. You move. just, right. you have to be, I mean, you, October 1st, if you're going to go blow into the middle of the bedroom and do that October 1st or the 15th, chances are that deer's not going to be there. He's right. going to move. Yep. So you have to be calculated on when you're going to make those moves. Right. Yep. Okay. John, in your, give me an example of when might be a time, the first time of, of the whitetail season where you're like, all right, I'm going in aggressive. Well, for me, it's when I get my most recent information. So okay, if I get a cell picture, uh, the deer's done it a couple days in a row, I'm going in. Okay. So it really doesn't matter to me whether it's October 4th or October 15th or November. I'm, I go off my most recent information. Well, you say you don't have a good piece of like MRI, as like the juries would say, most Mm. recent information. Okay. So you you don't have a piece. I don't have that. Uh, What's that? Say, I don't have that. I just go to Clint's farm. I've never hunted it. Yeah. Or, you know, say, uh, kind of what I'm thinking is like, will a weather front trigger an aggressive move for you with not having actual factual deer sightings or pictures or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, it will. uh, I watch pressure um, time of year. Will be mm-hmm. important for that, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just really I go off my most recent information, so it's hard for me. It's not tough to, to gauge to, not being in the pocket of season because, right? Like for me, let me answer that. I'll answer that question. I get aggressive, like you said. If you have a photo, you're like that tells you something, or you see a deer. Mm-hmm. Like a couple of years ago, I have my ghost blind story I told, where I almost yep. killed a deer from a ghost blind. I saw. I hunted purposely back off of way off a field like three four hundred yards off a field that i could see into it it's on a hill okay and i could see this big buck he hit it two days in a row out in the field last light you know what mm-hmm. not last light last i don't know hour daylight whatever yeah. <clears throat> end of the day prime time and i was like all right well i'm gonna go in with the ghost blind there's no trees or nothing i could get in i just set up in some grass and almost killed him so that was like i saw him that made me make what i pr- would probably be considered an aggressive yeah. I, I don't Aggressive, yes, <clears throat> because I did have that little like ounce of thought of like, ah, if I mess this up, he's gone. He's gone. Never gonna see him again. Yeah. So that's what I kind of like. I kind of have that like underlying thought in all my aggressive moves a little bit, which um, thankfully is probably not true. But you almost have to like, if he does reroute, then you have to put in the work again mm-hmm. to get on him mm-hmm. on what he's doing, or let him cool off and get back to what he was doing. So that that was like. Actual deer sighting at a spot where I could make a play forced me to get aggressive. A trail cam photo would make me get aggressive. Uh, a cold front coming in where there's going to be like a 15 degree oh, swift yeah. and mm-hmm. you know drop in temperature typically. Mm-hmm. 
that'll probably get aggressive. But what aggressive for me is like it might be sitting that pre-hung set that I wait for a, a situation like mm. this. It might be pulling a hang and bang, going mm. in with my standing sticks or saddling sticks and doing, mm-hmm. you know, an aggressive sit, you know, hang in the dark or a hang midday. Right. Um, or hunting in the morning, getting down, hanging something, hunting the middle of the day, and then maybe sitting there till dark or moving mm-hmm. for the afternoon sit. That's kind of like my library of what I would consider aggressive moves when it comes to mobile hunting from an elevated position. Mm-hmm. I've got stands placed throughout all of my farms where you would consider it aggressive. Like you're in the timber, you're quite a ways in, you're it's close to the bedding area. Too. Yeah, yeah. It's intrusive. So I like to take advantage of those late October through early November. And mm. I generally go in at about 9.30 a.m. Mm. And I'll hunt the rest of the day until dark. And most of the time, the last seven or eight deer, big bucks I've killed, I've killed between 10 and two. Really? Oh, I killed my 200 incher at high noon. See, I love that. High noon. I love that. For that full story, get to the last episode with John. Yep. So, yeah, I I just find those bucks cruising. Yeah. You know, inside the timber during that time. So if I can find the pressures right, I have got a cold front, like you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. The wind's right, I'm going in. Yeah, no, that makes a ton of sense. Like, Ross has done that a lot, too. Ross and Austin talk about walking in at nine. Mm -hmm. For me, man, I love going in. At daylight, like when the you get to watch the sun come up, oh, yeah. special. But it's not always the the prescription you need for the situation. But yeah, I think that's that's something I've done more in the last two years than I've ever done. Because something about me feels guilty. Like you have this picture painted from watching hunting videos that you need to be in there an hour before daylight. Yeah, and which sometimes you do depends on where you're going. Mm-hmm. You know, not everything is across the board. But man, I love the feeling of going in at nine because I typically will sit the rest of the day because you're kind of it's weird you're kind of up and you're kind of like all right it's daylight i'm in here at nine like it didn't feel i hope this makes sense it didn't feel like the hunt got gradually worse right right no does that make sense you're waiting on it to get better right you're sitting there waiting on it to hopefully it's going to get better 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 you're you're working towards evening well that that's eric's thing why he likes afternoons better because once you get in there every minute your hunt will get better better yeah whereas in the mornings your hunt gets better and then gradually gets worse typically typically which i love that like argument for morning versus afternoon it's like kind of hard to argue i get what you're saying but once you get in like nine Mm -hmm. one you're in kind of like neutral ground Mm right you know yeah like anything could happen but really once you get through it if the right time of year Mm -hmm. if it's late october early november like you're saying oh yeah your hunt's always probably pretty damn good until you get out of there you know absolutely so that's some some things to think about or so you got some honeydews to do in the morning feed the kids breakfast yeah i'm not a big morning hunter anymore really? i just I, no i just i mean oh. i look back at all the deer i kill and i i, I study my trail photos like yeah i'm like a detective when yeah. it comes to trail photos most of my opportunities come at nighttime yep I'd have most to... of the bucks i've killed come mm-hmm. at nighttime it's on the same way out really? of the, out of the let's say i mean if i had to think about it that 20 deer I've got mounted. Two have I killed from noon or earlier. Yeah, me too. Me too. Really? I've got two. Yep. Man, I had to go through. We've done that on the podcast before. Maybe, you it. maybe three. Maybe let, Let's say for sake of argument, I'm missing one. Right. We'll, we'll go maybe three at max. So that's 16, 17. I'm in the same boat. That are Maybe it's just the afternoon. farm. But yep. Yeah, well, I could lay in that, you know. But I don't hunt mornings besides the rut. I, right, same here. 
I just I won't either. I just don't. Yeah, I don't hunt. I don't really don't go in the morning in October until. I think that's a big mistake October. when guys go in the morning and they push mm-hmm. way in early October. I think yep. you can do some damage then. Now there is yeah. a there is a point where being aggressive is not good. There, there is a killer. That's, like in my opinion, like October mornings. October, October mornings, mornings yeah. bad. <clears throat> Especially mm-hmm. like in farm country, because like for me, I have a lot of daylight activity going on in the morning from big bucks on my farms in October, and mm-hmm. it's tempting to go, but. Here's the deal. But it's opening day. Yeah, exactly. On oh, it's I've I used it's to be opening the, day. I John. used to be the guy. I gotta go opening, opening day. Opening morning, morning. I had to hunt. No, I don't do that. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. After a few years, I'm like, this is what am I doing? Why why am I doing this? I will why? tell you this. I I do. I don't. Actually, I did last year. I hunted more October mornings last season than I ever did. Mm-hmm. But the but the weather kind of it was like big drops in temperature mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Well, you if know, you can like, get in, a, if you can yeah. get in a back door entry and you can catch them going back to bed, going back to bed. Mm-hmm. And, and like, if you've yeah. got the right scenario, that's perfect. It, it can be killer. Like the I ace, just, I killed a, I shot a deal in the morning. It was on my own farm. So I just wanted to shoot something on my farm. Yeah. But I killed that buck the afternoon. Right. But, but yeah, like that was like a big cold front type day. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if you, if you've got the right play, October mornings can be dynamite can because be my trail cameras will show you. There are lots of big deer on their feet, Going back off a big time food plot, going back off a cornfield, going back off an oak flat on scrapes. The problem is getting in there, beating them, not getting busted. I'm I'm always like, well, my odds are higher in the evening right. to catch them. I can get in, mm-hmm. get between. It's a safer, aggressive bet. So you're saying October morning hunting is stupid aggressive. Well, in certain, like for me, <laughs> for me on my farms... I don't have really any great backdoor entries into some of these spots. Yes. They, they, now, if, if a neighbor would let me walk across, which they won't, <laughs> that'd be a different story. But yeah. for me right now, my main farm, um, I don't have access to any what I would call good spots to get into in the mornings. So for me, it would be stupid aggressive. Leave at 1 a.m., hope to get in there, sit in the dark for three and a half hours, Hope I don't get winded. Hope nothing bad happens, and hope this buck's gonna walk by. Hope I'm still awake. I don't fall out. Like it just there's just too many variables I can't yeah. control. So for me, that would be like aggressive to the a default. Like I'd be handicapping myself by doing that. Instead, I'm just gonna be aggressive in the evenings. Right. Pretty much just letting deer know that they're being hunted. Right. 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 I will tell you, like I used to hunt because I didn't know any better mm-hmm. for a long time. Mm-hmm. Hunted October mornings, mm-hmm. like heavy. Yeah. I felt. Man, it's October. It's hunting season. I gotta go. Right, right. You know, and this is first you know frost. when I was yeah first frost, yeah, frost. like just being kind of ignorant to kind of like how to hunt some scenarios. Yeah, and I mean, I'm glad I got out of my system. Yeah. You know, yeah, and it, it, it did, but never worked on any giants. Like yeah, yeah, maybe I saw a giant once or two in a morning October at an odd chance, and I was way back to bed. But mm-hmm. I would tell you, since I quit doing it as aggressive, my success rate in killing mature deer has like tripled, mm-hmm. or d- for sure doubled. Mm-hmm. Or, or right. definitely more than that, but like, it, it I get it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think uh, in very rare instances, is there like a, a valid argument for that right. farm right. dependent, <laughs> situation dependent, state yep. dependent? I I think a lot of being aggressive all boils down to knowing when it's time to go, oh, and yeah. that's where guys I think get they get fouled up. Is it's okay, like something happens right okay i i got a picture of this buck uh i was telling the story to you john my, my a buddy oh. of mine middle october um he's got vacation starting in a week but 
he sends me this photo of this this 160 inch buck two nights in a row working a scrape line heading to one of his uh, ag fields betting on him working to his fields heading towards the neighbor i'm like sweet dude good luck like i'm thinking he's in the tree mm -hmm. and he's sending me like what has happened the last two nights he's like oh no i'm at work and i'm like why he's like well my vacation starts in a week he's like ah, i don't want to go back in there and bump him i'm just gonna wait you know because like the rut's about to kick off and i'm like mm. yeah now my brain is working okay i've got photos they're daylight the scrapes are there the cut bean field just happened okay i need to get between the neighbor's bean field those scrapes and he's him. betting going right to left on the right wind, I go up there, I get down off that ridge a little bit, so my thermals are in my favor, and I'm gonna kill him as he's heading out. That's that's how I'm looking at it. Mm -hmm. He waits. Long story short, the neighbor kid who lives in West Virginia, who also runs cell cams, gets pictures of this buck, drives two and a half hours over, kills the buck. We don't know this till gun season when the neighbor that owns the property shows us the photos. My buddy hunted a buck for 33, 34 days that wasn't even alive. He was hunting a ghost. This, this kid put this all together in his head. Okay, the buck's on his feet. He was planning on coming the first week of November. He switched his schedule, which is what my buddy should have done. He used his vacation days, hunted the deer three nights, and I guess killed him on the third night. So he took the most recent information. But it was the, that buck was on his feet in that time frame, and that kid was like, you know what? I got to get to Ohio right now and kill this deer. And I'll be damned he did. Yeah, he was calculated and, and, he and was my aggressive. buddy and my buddy had the better play because he's betting on my buddy's property. He's heading to the neighbor's field. He's got the perfect access. I mean, he had it made. That buck's dead to rights. All well, he's got to do is go in there and kill him. And he's like, well, ah, but I, I might bump him. Okay, I'll play so devil's advocate. I might he bump couldn't him. take his vacation day by day. I'll put devil's advocate. He could though. Well, okay. Because that's the first thing Sorry, I said. Buddy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I tried yeah. to help you. No, no, no. That's that's the first thing I said. I said, well, can you not take vacation? He's like, well, no, I could switch a few days. Oh, and I'm like, shit. see, I did. That was some comments we talked about. Um, oh, Eric Schimmel was on. Yeah. He was talking about, you know, um, really, he, he was pretty much talking about being aggressive. Yeah. And he said, instead of taking his week, you know, the first or second week of November, because mm -hmm. sometimes you kind of get skunked on weather or just, yep. um, he said he uh, spreads it out for like significant cold fronts yep. or smart, really just what he wants to hunt. But yep. the best days, in his opinion, whatever um, he prescribes as the best days. Yep. Um, and I cut that as a clip, you know, when to take vacation days for hunting. And that's, of course, the internet always says something negative. Mm -hmm. But it's a point, it's like, well, what if the guy had a set vacation? That's it. Like, okay, well, you well. know, I was fortunate enough when I worked at Deer. You could kind of do that. You could mm -hmm. just be like, I'm going to take a day here, take a day there. That's how I was at the county. I could, I could, if I had the days, you put in for them and you, the, I could switch them. I could take them. Like, the difference is what it makes. Like if there's enough guys at your job that you can take a day off where right. it doesn't put anybody out of getting shit done. I think like, right. uh, like last second, but, mm -hmm. but you know, dude, I, I've always, I get that work is work is a very work and family are very good excuses to avoid going in right now to be aggressive because that's what you know the lifestyle to be an aggressive whitetail hunter mm -hmm. you have to be able to drop things right now mm -hmm. and go you, you can't be like well let me check my calendar nope well i got a dinner hopefully there's a cold front next week and i'll get the big 10 next tuesday yeah. at yeah. uh six does that sound good yep. six yep. It, like that's not how deer hunting works and you got to go right now so yeah you have to really start setting this is going to sound very uh generic but it, this is true and you guys lived this life so i know you know what i'm talking about you have to start setting up things in your life 
for hunting, if you want to be successful, <laughs> yeah. you have to almost, uh, is grooming a negative term? <laughs> you almost have to start like getting your wife mentally prepared for when you're going to just mm-hmm. go hunting and leave mm-hmm. her with the kids or whatever mm-hmm. it is, or uh, your job. Hey, this month mm-hmm. I might have like some last, you know, a night notice on vacation days for October, mm-hmm. November, it's hunting season. It's yep. the only time I get to hunt aggressively and then I think about it all year. Can you guys be kind of understanding? And I always had this mindset. I'm never going to let a job tell me I can't go hunting, Yep. which uh, didn't really ever get me fired, mm-hmm. but it got me, it got a lot of, of my bosses and managers growing up mm-hmm. working uh, pretty upset with me. Yep. Cause some, I just, I'm, I'm not coming in. I'm there. I'm there with you. I, oh, yeah. When I worked at the County, you know, we had comp time. And then we had vacation time, and both of those you could put in. Like, if I wanted a week, I had to give them a week advance. If I wanted two days, they wanted two days in advance. And, you know, there'd be times where, like, you know, Devin would call me and be like, dude, the bulls are starting to bugle. You need to be here next week. So I'd go in, and I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, hey, going to be gone for nine days. Here we go. You know, I'm, I'm giving you a nine-day <clears throat> notice, you know. And, and they're like, oh, okay. We got like a trip planned. I'm like, oh no, my buddy called and said like the bulls are starting to fire up. Like I gotta go. You know, he's mm-hmm. and they're like, you didn't have that. Like it, he Scheduled. just he just called you. <laughs> he just like called and I'm like, That's how it works. yeah, he That's called me last works. night. How it like, works. It is. Yeah, and like and like my, my my brother's not a big hunter. Like you know, he grew up shotgun hunting with me and dad. But like he's that's not his thing. You know, he's yeah. just And he always laughs because he's like he always tells a story. Like two years ago, he calls my dad on a Monday. What's Clint doing? Oh, he's combining beans. Calls my dad on Wednesday. What's Clint up to? I don't know. He's on the side of a mountain right now with Devin in, He's Utah. in Utah. They're, yeah, yeah they're, they're they're chasing elk. And Cody's like, didn't you just say Monday he was combining? He goes, yeah, Devin called Tuesday and he jumped on a plane. He's like, I took him to Pittsburgh Airport yesterday morning. And- well, well, don't you think, though, that's like bringing that up is like to be an aggressive white hunter, to make on-the-spot aggressive moves. You gotta you kinda, know when to go. Your life kind of has to be like expecting you to just dip out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. Uh, I mean, that's why when I worked for a corporate company, they – they didn't like that. Yeah. No, so yeah. I, I started forming the plan to yeah. figure yeah. out how to be self-employed. Yep. Yeah. I take the month of November off, so it's not a problem for yep. me. Same. Right. Same. Yeah, I'm off the entire month. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, I would comp time. So, like, you know, yeah. just work your overtime right. and not take it on your paycheck. Me and too. Just right. take it. See how many. Like, during trade show season for the podcast, dude, that's how I was able to get there. The show on Friday. Mm-hmm. Comp days. Yep. Uh, I got a real, I got a funny story. This doesn't, it kind of applies to aggressiveness, but mm-hmm. my first mule deer hunt ever I went out to Oregon with Leupold. Mm-hmm. Shout, shout out to Leupold. Love everybody over there. And uh, I had, so Michael from Leupold, Michael Winnicky called me. Um, he's like, hey, you want to go to Oregon Hunt Mule Deer? And I'm like, yes. Do you got the vacation time? I was working at Deer. Mm-hmm. I was like, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I'm coming. Just don't worry about it. I'll handle it. <laughs> I knew I was short days. Yeah. And I went out. My old boss probably didn't listen. I really, I really do like my old boss for the record. But anyway, um, I flew out, did the hunt, knowing yeah, I sure. had, I did not have the days. Right, right. And uh, but also, a job's ever gonna tell me I can't go hunting. Mm-hmm. Right, I'll figure it out. So mm-hmm. a lot of people hired. Yep, I'll so figure it out. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, <laughs> I'm, what was the day? So at deer, if a no call, no show for three days mm-hmm. is a quit. Yeah, and you lose your seniority yep. and everything and all oh, your shit. shit. Mm-hmm. Three days. I was it was that three day mark. And then I'm in Portland. Oregon <laughs> in the airport going through security and my boss calls me uh-huh. and he goes, Hey, you're supposed to be here today. And I'm like, I'm in Portland at the airport. Mm. I'll be home. I'll be back tomorrow. 
dude, I don't know. I can't do anything for you. Like this is like in corporate hands now. When you right. get back, if they want to fire you, they can fire you, and oh, there, there's nothing I can do. Right. You know, I mean, he. I mean, he was a great dude. He would have yeah. went for bat yeah. for me probably, but he was just telling me, like, dude, just it, being honest. Yeah, here's be here's honest. the rules. Yeah, straight yeah. up, but dude. I'm like, I I'll figure it out when I get back. So I can't got back. Came back to work. Never heard a thing. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I probably just wasn't getting paychecks the last couple of years I was working there. But uh, yeah, so he he came up. He's like, anybody ever say anything to you? I'm like, mm mm. He goes, yeah. All right then. Well. I don't know. Maybe I had another day, and they just put yeah. that I didn't know about. Yeah, they just put vacation. Yeah. yeah, right. But uh, I mean, I was like, put me in for no pays. I, yeah. I, I don't expect to get paid from there. Right. But uh, unless you know. But anyway, it's just a funny story. That's an example of like kind of my mindset with them. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'll figure it out, dude. Well, I mean, and if you're gonna, you know, like like you said, John. I mean, I left like you know a government job basically. You know, where I mean, working for the county, working for you know I'm PERS and retirement and all that because. And I didn't have enough. I didn't have. I didn't have enough time. We don't get a ton of snow like we used to in right. Ohio. So I went from 200 hours of comp time every year down to like 100. And I'm just oh, like, man. you know, I don't miss anything for my kids. They come first, and then man, this the, the hunting and bow hunting's right behind that. And I'm just like, I don't have enough time. So yeah, I'm like, okay, now I got to figure out how do I go off on my own, do the hunting thing, do what I love to do, get paid for it, figure out how to make money, and be able to never miss anything with my kids, and then. When the elk are screaming, I'm heading to New Mexico. When it's velvet time to chase mule deer, I'm heading to chase mule deer. When yeah. it's November mm-hmm. and I want to go hunt mm-hmm. whitetails 20 days in a row or well, well, whatever, yeah. I'm going to do You know, I've tailored yeah. my life to be able to hunt aggressive and live aggressive. Like, I live aggressive. I mean, yeah. one You have to day, start conditioning every other factor in yeah. your life, you know. Uh, how, how's your wife do with like she you, calls herself a hunting widow. Yeah, that's kind <laughs> of right? She terms herself, I'm a hunting widow. Yeah. She just knows. I mean, yeah. I have a... I'm so fortunate. My I'll wife say, is yeah, great. Yeah. She just knows. Like, John's out like yep. for yeah. hunting season. Like, I'm yep. not going to a wedding. You're not cheating on her. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, we're not going to a wedding in November. It's just not happening. Hey. I love you. I'll send you a gift. Don't invite yeah, me to your wedding anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not coming. I don't <laughs> care if it's August. Don't invite me. I'm not coming to your wedding. So you asked me earlier, like, if I don't know, like, what's one way that I'm aggressive? For, yeah. so for someone who's listening who may not have that in- instinct that, mm-hmm. that you know, we have. Um, one of the things that I've done over the years, uh, my the taxidermist I use, Dan McKee, Critter Crazy, Critter Crazy Taxidermy out of Smithfield, I go into his shop and I pick out the 10 biggest deer every year. Mm-hmm. And I have a log. And I go and I pull tag and, oh, Kurt Geyer. I killed out on November 6th. I write That's it right. down. Over oh, 200 inches. Clint Casper. I, I pick out the 10 biggest deer and I write down all the dates every Ooh. year. And guess what? Those dates align almost every year with mm-hmm. the 10 biggest deer. Oh, dude, and so I, I have that book here. I had a Pope and Young statistical book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I look at dates. Oh, yeah. And, you know, if yeah. I'm like, you know, hey, I'm new to the area. Yeah. Like, I might go to your area because I think areas are different. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. For so sure. Yeah. So, I, so mm-hmm. I go to my area in Fulton County and I go, hey, these are the dates that I really need to be here hunting these big deer mm-hmm. and need to be a little bit more aggressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. No, that's for thought. You don't have to do it. Just, no, that's probably the best starting point for someone who wants to like yep. tune into their like an aggressive like aggression is an um, an exaggerated word for just making um, moves right now to try and kill a deer. Yeah, really. You know, it's it is right. aggressive, I guess. Yeah. But um, that is probably step one. Data. We're going back to your five step program. Data. Data. Mm-hmm. Data it works. is important. And and you know I think that's traditionally why guys start with that. Um, first week of vacation, it's easier to just be like, well, a lot of them are killed than shotgun blast all my vacation days. Yep. But that's kind of where I was going with that. I mean, how do you pick your vacation days? Like if you're not self-employed, if you don't Mm -hmm. farm, like how do you go to your taxidermist? 
figure out. Okay, these bucks have been well, killed during these days. That's the most localized then, way to exactly. get your data. That's you what know? I'm going for. That's what I'm going for. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah no, that's so a great, that. great tip. Yep. That's a really good tip. That's pro tip of the day. It, yeah. It's literally the it's a, a stats book for from you. your area, from no. your county, probably. It's know? funny. Yeah. I mean, Dan will validate that I keep a logbook. He knows I'm coming in every year. Like I come in during the summer, we're gonna drink some bush lattes, and I'm sitting there and I'm pulling all the racks. I'm like, whew, whew, whew. I'm writing stud, on the dates. Stud, I still yeah. do that. That's yep. smart, dude. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's smart. Well, then too, like, like you guys were both saying, you know, it's like once you've kind of done it enough, you have your own stat book. Mm-hmm. The other thing you too know, is this date. This generally, date. my mature deer, you know, in two thousand five is going to be doing the exact same thing as my mature deer today in two thousand three. Mm-hmm. So that mature deer on the farm, once you figure the farm out, yep, yeah, you can kind of use that prior knowledge. Use that prior okay, knowledge. Let me, this, this might be, this is off topic a little bit. But I feel like we, we kind of hit that home. Maybe a little muddy. To me, I feel like that conversation can be muddy to some people. Mm-hmm. To me, I can line up where there's like uh, an agenda line there where we make sense of everything we're saying. Mm-hmm. But I think some people might perceive that conversation as a little muddy. Do you think kind of? Like maybe mm-hmm. it's kind of like, uh, I don't get it, but I can't. I don't know. Well, I think. this. Like honest- if I listen to a baseball podcast, people are talking baseball jargon. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like I'm going to be like, I, they're speaking like Spanish. Hola. <laughs> I feel like, you know I, what I mean? Yeah. I feel like on this topic, uh, like to, to hunt aggressively or, or, or to be more on the aggressive side, whether it's hunting elk or hunting whitetails or mule deer, whatever you're hunting, like if you don't really know a lot about, like, say I've never hunted whitetails and you're telling me go hunt whitetails aggressive, I'm going to be like, okay. Um, I don't really know what i'm doing so i don't really know what you want me to do like i think there's times where you know like guys get caught in that yeah yeah, yeah i want to hunt white toes aggressive but like i don't really know what that means mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. so for example they don't really know what a white tail buck's bedroom is actually looks like right so i hear john and clint talk about they get in tight to the bedroom in october i don't know what that is i don't know what that looks like and then instead of being like hmm I need to figure that out. I feel like some guys are like almost like the ego might get in the way a little bit. And they're like, well, I don't want to act like I don't know what that is. But it's like in all reality, like you need to learn some of that stuff to then put some of this stuff in play. Mm Because like if I told you, Kurt, dude, okay, you need to get really, really, really aggressive here on this. uh, You're going to go hunt caribou. I need you to get really aggressive on all your stocks. Don't sit on your heels. Make sure you and you're like, never hunted caribou. (laughs) Right. what is that? What do you, what do you, where do they bed? What do they do? Yeah, where do I even start? Yeah, like right what do now. they do during the day? Where, where, where are they at? I don't know how to find a caribou. I don't right. know how to get aggressive. Right. And that's why I think, to be honest, I think a lot of guys, the rut, okay, is solely based on luck. Let's be honest. It, it is. is, it is, it 100%. is a luck game. I think a lot of guys take their vacation and yep. we're, we're going to hunt the rut because. It's going to upset well, people. Well, a lot of rut hunting people sitting in X location for the entire week. Well, right. And it's because, and this is going to offend and upset people, but it's the truth. You don't actually know what your deer do. You don't actually do any work to figure that out. And you're solely relying on hopefully a, a good buck strolls by that I'll shoot. And that's fine. That is 100% fine. But that guy, if I tell him, dude, hunt aggressive in October, he has no clue what I'm talking about because he actually doesn't even really know like where the deer bed where they feed transition zone. The hell's that mean? Like, if you don't yeah. know those things, 
it's pretty hard to hunt aggressive, you know right, what I mean? Because right. hunting aggressive is taking all these facets of whitetail knowledge, what they do, where they bed, where they feed, where they drink, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then using that to your advantage to get in tight to those areas. But if you tell me, Clint, I don't know where those areas are on my farm. I don't know where bucks bed. Hell, I don't even know where bucks stay. Do they even stay on me? How are you going to hunt aggressive? Yeah. Right. Pretty hard. You know what a I mean? lot of holes in your game. Yeah. I think one way to get there fast is to constantly be... Um, observing and like thinking critically about like if you're watching deer, if you watch does get up and come out of the woods and mm. go that way, why? Well, why? Where did they come from? Where do you think they were bedded when they got up mm -hmm. to get up out to where you were able to see? Mm. And then same thing, even more importantly, when you see bucks do it. Yeah. But I think uh, I think it starts there. Be always thinking about like what is happening and mm -hmm. not just like there's some stupid deer. Right. There's a scrub buck. Yeah. I'll keep scrolling you know, on like, Instagram. Oh, cool. A buck's walking by. Oh, I don't yeah. care. Like it's not a shooter. Yeah. I think taking notes there. Okay. One thing I want to close on. I think this is a fun mm -hmm. question. Love it. I'll start with you, John. What day have in the whitetail season, if there is one, have you always wanted to kill a buck on? Is there like a certain day where you're like, Ooh. Oh, it'd be cool to kill one. Like on that day. Cause it's my mom's birthday or whatever, you mm -hmm. know, like, Whatever, anything. Maybe there's not one. Yes, there is. Uh, I've always wanted to kill one on October 1st, and I have. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. And then secondly, I've always wanted to kill one, like, on the last day of the season. Oh, yeah. Because you're into the next year. Mm -hmm. So you could say, you know, and then you can kill I killed multiple three bucks, this, three year. bucks in this year. Yeah. And okay. I've never been able to do that. Okay. All right. I have a one thing to add to that. Okay. I think the... <laughs> The hunting fiscal year is the uh, start of every turkey season. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Touche. So I always say, like, oh, this year I killed this. It goes from I look at the same opener way. of turkey yep. to the next opener yep. of turkey. That starts the season. Turkey so season. like I consider my coos deer, even though I killed that in 2023. Last year. I consider it in last season. Yep. But but also I kind of like, like, I already killed a buck this year. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right realistically i have mm -hmm. but that's how i look at it so yeah. i don't know do people agree with that no i'm the same way yeah same way. i'm the same way it's not right or wrong it's yeah. just no i, I look at it the same way it's a dumb way i structure things in my brain clint what day this is i know this is probably easy for you and i'm sure you have done this but what day do you want to kill on during season what would be like your, your cool date you know i think i'm born november 6th i'm a rut baby i was gonna say after i asked <sighs> him like Please. now but i'm gonna tell you this right now though i've always wanted to kill on halloween night Ooh, yeah, Halloween night. But what's that's a good one. That's mm. a good answer. So I like, but here's the deal though: is I will not like. There's just there's certain things with my kids. I just I just don't miss. And so trick or treat. If it falls on Halloween night, and that's when I and that's when my kids are going. Well, I'm going trick or treat. I it just it is what it is. Yeah. It's just and it's just that simple. But if if I had a perfect world, I'm gonna take them uh, trick or treat in towns on the 29th. We'll say Halloween night, 31st. Man, I don't know. That's just a night where I and I've been, I have been so close. You know why I've always so wanted Halloween. Close. The jury videos they'd bring like masks and I guess just for video, mm -hmm. go hunting. But Halloween's a good one. Yeah. Have you ever killed a buck on your birthday? Been very close on that too. <laughs> I so I've got I've killed. Um, it's, it's pretty funny. It's it's actually it's actually pretty pretty screwed up. I've killed a uh, a one a one sixties buck on the fifth. And I killed a 178 on the seventh. <laughs> so the day after my, I turned 30 on the sixth. The next day for my 30th birthday, my my gift was 178 inch whitetail. Um, and then when I was 20 or 20, I was 30, 
31, 32, killed on the fifth. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was uh, I've I, man, I'm, I'm I'm all over it. I'm all over that. I just can't. I've killed a buck know. on your birthday. I've killed a buck on your birthday, dude. It's statistically <laughs> sixth, seventh, and eighth. Those three days oh, statistically yeah. can't beat it. Seventh oh. has been my go-to. Yeah, yeah. Fourth, I think I think fourth, statistically I overall, too. the seventh is the best. Seventh oh, or eighth killed. is the number one day of the year. You know what the uh, my dad and I's day was for the longest time, the day before. Um, Illinois shot gun season. Yeah. Yep. yeah, for so some reason. Yep. Yeah, that Thanksgiving time frame. Oh, I love Thanksgiving. I love oh, I that. love Thanksgiving. Ooh, I love that time frame. I've killed, killed a lot of cruising bucks. Then. I've killed a lot of bucks. Oh yeah. Um, in that like you know I shouldn't say I've killed a lot of bucks, but two of my rut bucks have been one was the nineteenth, and one was the twenty second. But I've seen a lot of big deer and gotten back on a lot of big deer in that end of November, first week of December. I love that time frame. Mm -hmm. That's me, honestly my favorite time of the rut. Me too. I mean. You c they almost become more patternable oh, during that do. time. They it's almost like back. going back to early season. Yes. You're gonna yes. it's just hunting in the cold yeah. weather. Pass so it's all the main chaos. For the oh yeah, part, yeah, yeah. Pass all the main chaos, and they become yep. very predictable for yep. sure. Boys, this is a fun conversation. It was love it. I always enjoy whitetail talk. I'll never get tired of it. No sir. Um, only I mean maybe people get tired of listening to it, but like there's so many layers to it, and there's so many mm -hmm. angles in each layer. Yep. That uh, it's just fun. Oh, it was. Thanks for having. So what we do every day. It, it, this it is really is legitimately the the life we live, and you yeah. have to do that, and you have to struggle st structure everything else in your life around, around it. it. Um, really, it, it uh, creates more opportunity for you. Surround yourself with if you if you want to be passionate about hunting to a level you never thought was possible, you need to get in the pocket with friends mm -hmm. and people who get you and talk it and live it just like you want to or do already. Yep. To take it to another level, it's it's hard to do it alone. Mm -hmm. And having good friends and people and family in your life that love hunting as much as you do and that are yep. surround yourself with better hunters. That's Absolutely. just the key. You want to be a killer? Surround yourself with killers. Absolutely. That's very right. All right. Appreciate you boys. Absolutely. Let's get out of here. You know what to do. Go shoot a giant. More episodes in the lineup. Thanks for being here. Peace. Peace.